Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Beyond the Fairways with PGA Tour professional Jay Delsing and hosted by four-time Emmy Award-winning broadcaster Dan McLaughlin. Now, it's Beyond the Fairways. Beyond the Fairways presented by Doherty Business Solutions. That's Jay Delsing. I'm Dan McLaughlin. Coming up, our guest is going to be Nick Ragone. And Nick has really made a name in golf. He is the Executive VP, Chief Marketing and Communications Officer for Ascension. So you're saying, well, why is he on a golf show? Well, he has brought in the Ascension Charity Classic to St. Louis, Missouri, and it's become one of the premier events on the Champions Tour. How does it happen? What does Tiger Woods think about playing on the Champions Tour? The field that he's able to get. We're all going to talk about that with Nick Ragone, who's going to join us in studio. First and foremost, though, Jay Bird, great to see you. Danny Mac, it's great to be with you. And, you know, um, both being St. Louisans, having this uh, Champions event here is just fantastic. And it really, the genesis happened in 2018. The 100th anniversary of the PGA Championship was such a huge success at Bell Reef Country Club. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to hear what Nick uh, has to say. He's a talker, man. He's a good talker. He is smooth, and I look forward to visiting with Nick Ragone. The Champions Tour, this has been a great thing for golf. Would you uh, agree with that? Oh, absolutely. I think it's a, you know, um, it's from a sponsorship level, Danny, it might be the best value in golf where you can um, get to see some of the Hall of Fame players and and, and really recognizable names play um, in a much more relaxed environment. For people that don't know, how did this all come about? The Champions Tour, which was the senior tour, but now we call it the Champions Tour. Do you remember when this all came about? Uh, absolutely. Bob Golby, the late and great Bob Golby from Belleville, Illinois, was a huge part of that with Sam Snead and Gardner Dickinson. And some of the guys got together and said, man, you know, we're at this age in our life, but we can't play. We don't and have anything to, to play. still see him, too. Absolutely. And, and um, you know, Danny, when it started – Hell, at one time there were over there were over forty Champions Tour events, 
and you know it got a little uh it had to be trimmed back a little bit to to get it under control because the golf has kind of uh exploded um but but what's most interesting about what I want to talk to Nick about and hear his opinion about is what's going to happen when Tiger turns uh-huh. 50? Because, Danny, this is a man, the most competitive, one of the most competitive dudes I've ever been around with, and I've been swimming with a bunch of alpha dogs for a long time. This guy hasn't been able to beat up on anybody in a while, and I can tell you what, he misses it. So we'll definitely talk to Nick about that. Was initially with the Champions Tour – uh, did the players say, the players that were on the Champions Tour, did they feel like, Jay, you know what, I don't know if I want to play in this because I'm not the player that I used to be. And do I do I play at that level that I'm at now as a 50 or a 55-year-old or a 60-year-old? I used to be one of the best in the world. I'm not anymore. Father time is unbeaten. Do I still really want to do this? No, Danny, that's a good point because look at Jack Nicholas played sparingly. The great Arnold Palmer played a lot. Lee Trevino won as many Champions Tour events as he did on the regular tour. I think he won 29 events on, on each tour. Hale Irwin has the record at 45 events. It's about to be broken probably this year by Bernard Langer. So um, some players did, some didn't. Greg Norman, you know, wasn't big enough for him and wasn't uh, – "Quote unquote," maybe important enough yeah. for him to do it, but then you get and guys, his ego. yeah, and you get guys like Greg uh, or uh, guys like uh, Paul Azinger that just you know just kind of lost the the um, the the desire. You know, Danny, it takes a lot, especially depending upon how you're hardwired, to to go out there and 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 play all the time for 25 years of travel, and it's a lot. Brad Faxon, who was on last week and gave great advice about putting, talked about how, man, after traveling for 25 years and playing on the PGA Tour, it just doing that for the Champions Tour just kind of lost its 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 uh, allure. Yeah, absolutely. What about, though, the level of golf when you watch a Champions Tour? How would you describe it? Oh, it's, it's awesome. It is. Uh, let, let me put it this way. It is way, way better than anyone would have ever imagined. And especially me when I, when I first heard these guys are shooting great scores every day and the scores are super, super competitive. You're not going to just roll out of bed and think you're going to beat these guys. So we'll also have our picks of the week coming up later in the show. The RBC Canadian Open in Toronto at Oakdale Golf and Country Club. First time it's ever hosted a pro event. We're going to talk about that. And when you think about Canada, I always think about cold weather, so we're going to talk about playing in cold weather. Yep. Innovations in golf will take us to golf gloves. Cold weather, we're going to talk about golf gloves. And you'd say, well, come on now. You just walk into your local place and get a golf club. That's not nope. necessarily the case. Well, you can, but there's way more yeah. to it. We're going to drop a little bit of that information on you too. All right, looking forward to it. This is presented by Darty Business Solutions. Joining us in studio coming up, it'll be Nick Ragone. Darty Business Solutions, our title sponsor, is a leader in our community in so many areas. Do they have over 2,500 teammates in over 30 states and three countries? Yes, they do. Are they the largest IT consultant firm in our area? Yes, they are. Are they the largest software developer in the region? Yes, they are. But here are a few more important things to know about Darty Business Solutions. They were the presenting sponsor of the Ascension Charity Classic. This is a community game changer. First of all, it builds diversity in the IT workforce. Hundreds of mostly African-American women are getting fifty dollars to $60,000 a year jobs right out of high school 
That's right, right out of high school. Ron Darty, company founder, chaired the 2023 Heartball, which supported the local American Heart Association chapters and raised over $600,000 in one evening. These are just a few examples of the many things that Darty Business Solutions do for our community. Darty Business Solutions. It's time for the Beyond the Fairways Player Profile. Let's get back to Jay and Dan. Along with Jay Delsing, I'm Dan McLaughlin, and we're presented by Doherty Business Solutions. And our guest in studio, this should be a lot of fun, is the Executive VP, Chief Marketing and Communications Officer for Ascension, and helped head up and, well, basically started the Ascension Charity Classic. Nick Ragone. Nick, it's great to be with you. Always good to see you, too. Let's start with this. How does it happen? How do you get, whether it's a PGA Tour event, a Champions Tour event, how does this happen? Starts with vision, you know, three years ago, and Jay was there. Actually, the both of you were there at our press conference, October 8th, 2019. The vision was, after the PGA at Belle Reve was so successful, at Ascension, I was in charge of rebranding our whole system. It's a national hospital system. And we wanted to have a live signature event. Sports is great for that. The PGA Tour is really great for that. Their business models to give back, our business models to give back. We had had a relationship with the tour in a few markets as secondary sponsors. And after seeing the PGA at Belle Reve here in St. Louis and understanding how committed St. Louis is to live golf, we felt like what better way to give back than to create a Champions Tour event, which is a wonderful property, put it in North St. Louis County, underserved area, make sure all proceeds stay in the area, go to charities like the Urban League and Boys and Girls Club, and then put on a marquee event at a great course, in this case, Norwood. And all the elements came together. And uh, at that press conference, I said, within five years, I was hoping the Charity Classic would be an elite event. Well, in year two, we're already the most charitable event on PGA Tour champion schedule. And that, to me, is the ultimate barometer of success, and I couldn't be more pleased. Nick, it's, it's you know, I, I love the way you said it, but there's so much more that goes to goes in with it. And, uh, and watching great events be created because they're, they just don't happen. Ascension is the, is the driving force behind it. Obviously the community and, and has responded, but having you guys full force, full weight of, of who and what Ascension is from a, a community steward is probably the most important part. Yeah. To put on a, a sporting event, you need to have support of the community, the business community. And we're fortunate uh, we have great partners, including Worldwide Technologies. Uh, there's so many great corporate citizens in St. Louis and in the area that we were able to give back a quarter of a million dollars to charity in year one without playing. As you remember, we had to cancel because of COVID. And we kept our commitment to the Boys and Girls Club, Mary Grove, and the Urban League because we felt it was that important to set a precedent. And it's the only time that's ever been done in the history of tour that an event has given back a quarter million dollars before a single shot's been hit. And so that was a, that portended good things. And the second year, we gave back 800000 Last year, we gave back $1.3 million. This year, we'll exceed that. And everybody always asks me, what, what's the number you look at during the week? Ticket sales or attendance, strength of field? I look at all that, but ultimately, the number that I care about the most is the dollar figure to charity, and that number needs to go up every year, and that's what I'm most pleased about. It's pretty amazing, too, when you think about the game of golf, PGA Tour, Champions Tour, as compared to the major professional sports, I don't think it gets enough credit of just how charitable, and you've seen this firsthand, just how charitable golf has been week in and week out. You know, last summer and even this year, we've talked a lot about growing the game of golf. It's been a conversation that's been going on in golf and outside of golf. And having an event like this, 
you understand up close what grows the game of golf is community engagement. It's not just seeing the elite pros on TV playing for a lot of money. That's actually the easy part. The more important part is bringing a live event, having the community rally around it, raising money to support and do good for charities, and then growing that and making it more diverse and inclusive. You know, one of the things we did last year is we added a second event, the APGA Classic, which is the Advocates Professional Golf Association, a wonderful tour. It's been around for 10 years. It's really, it's committed to making golf more diverse and inclusive at the elite ranks. And now it has a partnership with the PGA Tour. It's actually, over time, I think it'll become a feeder for the Corn Ferry Tour. But the point is, to grow the game of golf, you need community engagement and you need to give back. And that's that's kind of the core of it. And I think the PGA Tour and the PGA Tour Champions business model is the best in professional sports because it allows you to put on great sport, great entertainment, but it allows you to engage companies in a much deeper, more meaningful way because they understand the dollars that they use for pro-ams or hospitality, ticket sales, sponsorships, really goes back to supporting charities they already care about and support in the community. And for us to do it in an area of the St. Louis that, that is underserved and underinvested makes it even more special. Nick, um, tell us a little bit about a little more about Ascension and who you guys are, because um, you guys have kind of quietly been headquartered in St. Louis for for quite a while. And then I've traveled most of my life and I'll see your hospitals here and there. But but I don't I mean, for the lack of having, I I guess, a, a said hospital here in the community, you guys, you know, are are so are so visual now for everyone. Yeah, we're, we're headquartered in St. Louis. We operate in 20 states. We're the second largest hospital company in the country. We have 150 hospitals in 20 states. And we have 1,500 associates here. We don't have a hospital here. And so for us, it's even more important to give back in a different way. We can't give back through care sites, right, like some of the great hospital systems that are based here. But we can give back through this event and through giving to charity and making sure that we're doing our part to be a part of the, the DNA, the fabric of of the St. Louis community being a great corporate citizen. And, you know, I'm really proud that the Ascension brand means something in our communities. It means uh, serving the underserved. It means uh, giving compassionate, personalized care to people who need it the most, who are vulnerable. And uh, if you're in Tennessee, if you're in Texas, if you're in Florida, you're in Indiana, Milwaukee, Detroit, one of our states, and you see that Ascension Trinity symbol, you know it stands for something. It stands for personalized, compassionate care, caring for your whole person, body, mind, and spirit, and and that we're headquartered here. We want people to know we're proud to be in St. Louis. How did you figure out what charities you wanted to give back to here in St. Louis? How did that happen? You know, we thought about if the event was going to be in North St. Louis County, and I told the PGA Tour it had to be at Norwood. Uh, they were interested in maybe other courses. I said, no, it had to be there, and the, the charities had to be, you know, charities that served the North St. Louis County. And so it became very obvious to me, Mary Grove, which is near and dear to my heart. Uh, it is a wonderful charity that serves um, children, teens that have been abused and hurt. Uh, the Urban League, which is one of the great institutions in St. Louis. Uh, Michael McMillan's done an amazing job, and Urban League nationally has done great work everywhere. And then the Boys and Girls Club, again, another great institution in St. Louis and nationally. All three of those charities are committed to serving North St. Louis County. They're also all committed to serving uh, youth primarily. And uh, during COVID, all three of them really did amazing work. I mean, when people were at their most vulnerable, the Urban League was giving out supplies every week. The Boys and Girls Club was creating safe spaces for kids. Mary Grove was taking care of people that had nowhere else to turn. And so 
I'm more proud of those three charities and what we're able to do. The dollars that we raise for them, and I've told you this, Jay, it's not an abstraction. It's not a talking point for me. These are actually helping real people every day in our community, and that makes a difference. You know, Nick, it's interesting. Um, when you look at golf, and, and you we talked about the smashing success that the PGA Championship had in 2018, the 100th anniversary, there's, there's not an, um, you know, many of these kids that we're helping and trying to um, um, touch through, through the, through the charitable race, don't know anything about golf. And if just one of these young men or young ladies, you know, take to the game and kind of understand that there's a different way, you know, and give them a different option, it's all worth it. Yeah, well, you know, PGA at Bell Reeve was an amazing event for them. I think it was the most successful by fan attendance PGA in history. And PGA Reach is another wonderful charity. There's two great youth golf charities, First Tee and PGA Reach. And both really try to do that. They're trying to make the game more diverse and inclusive at the, at the junior level so that, uh, you know, most of those kids aren't going to grow up to be pros, but they're going to see that this is, this is an opportunity for me, whether uh, I want to become a, a successful business person, golf is an important vehicle. If I want to broaden my horizons, my aperture, and understand, you know, things beyond my immediate community. Again, PGA Reach at First Tee do an amazing job with that. And they're both beneficiaries, as you know, of our event as well. We do our, our license challenge on Saturday. Uh, we had Jack and Tom the first year, which, how you know, no better way to inaugurate a tournament than Jack and Tom. Last year, we had Nancy Lopez and Hale Irwin, and and the beneficiaries are First Tee and PGA Reach, and I think it's really important to make sure that at the youngest levels, we're trying to make golf more diverse, more inclusive. You mentioned diversity with the APGA, and I'm curious, uh, what was their response to what you gave to them and then the community of St. Louis kind of stepping up and saying, hey, this is a cool event, we want to be a part of it too? They've absolutely loved it. Ken Bentley, the commissioner, has become a good friend. He's an extraordinary person. And we had a press conference two years ago to announce at Eklan Echo uh, in February on a Friday. It was cold and snowy, actually. And we had about 200 people at the press conference, including all the local media, all the TV, the Business Journal, the Post-Dispatch. And we did a round of media. And Ken Bentley, I overheard him talking to somebody at the Post-Dispatch. And the, the person asked Ken and said, hey, do you do these press conferences every time you announce a tournament? And he goes, in 13 years, it's the first one we've ever done. <laughs> wow. Which I think is pretty cool. And so they love it. It's a marquee event on the APGA schedule. You know, Farmers has stepped up big time. Oracle stepped up big time with the APGA. Ascension has. And uh, and the PGA Tour is now stepping up. Kenyatta Ramsey, who heads their diversity initiative earlier this year, announced that they're going to start looking at more of a formal relationship with the APGA so that the players on the APGA are going to get access to Corn Ferry events and even PGA Tour events. You know, one of the cool things is, and Worldwide's a partner of ours, Worldwide Technology, is they have a PGA Tour event. The winner of our APGA event gets a sponsor's exemption into their event, which I think is really cool and speaks volume of the amazing corporate citizen that Worldwide is and their commitment to diversity. And I think players on the APGA Tour need more opportunity to get onto the Corn Ferry Tour and the PGA Tour. Nick, one of the things that I noticed that when Ascension jumped in on the APGA, it set almost a chain reaction into motion with some other big-name um, uh, corporations, as you mentioned. And so the, the this tour is now playing for so much more money and getting more attention, and it's 
really it started here in St. Louis and, and, and with, with our involvement. Yeah, I think we've had a big part of that. If you look at the APJ, they play at Torrey Pines, U.S. Open course. They play at Valhalla, PGA Championship course. They played at Baltistrol, another U.S. Open and PGA Championship course. They're playing at amazing courses. They're pay- playing many more events bigger purses and I think the more they do that you know as as Tiger would say the more reps they get in and playing in those big events and big fields with bigger purses the more comfortable they'll get and that you know the goal is for them to get status onto Corn Ferry and then from Corn Ferry to PGA Tour it needs to be a developmental tour for Corn Ferry and then for the PGA Tour and I think we're going to see that you know Tiger's been amazing for the game of golf, but if you look at it, the professional ranks over the last 25 years or 30 years since he's been on the scene, there's actually fewer African-American players on tour than there were in the 70s and 80s when you were playing. Or in the, Well, that's you know, interesting. Yeah, I mean, you had really guys like Lee Elder and Jim Dent and Calvin Pete. Uh, you had, uh, you know, because there was more caddy programs. There was more ways to come up. There's fewer caddy programs today. So the APGA needs to be more of a developmental tour, and we need to see more players at the elite ranks. Nick and Jay, if you can hold on for just a moment, want to tell our listeners about our great sponsor, that's Manscaped. Manscaped, and we are all making sure that men across the nation are groomed for battle on America's birthday. From sea to shining sea, you can join over 8 million patriots worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. Jay uses it, I use it, many family and friends use it. Manscaped, 20% off and free worldwide shipping with our code BTF for Beyond the Fairways at Manscaped.com. You talk about the American dream. Again, that's 20% off, free worldwide shipping with our code BTF at Manscaped.com. Again, the American dream. Inside this package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold on to all those goodies. First off, the Lawnmower 4.0. You call yourself an American without a lawnmower? Well, you got to make sure and go to Manscaped. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their performance package 4.0 anti-chafing boxers and the shed travel bag it is about the best you can find it's manscaped manscaped.com get 20 percent off with free shipping with your discount btf for beyond the fairways get your independence back this independence day unlock your confidence it's manscaped so nick this is what i really wanted to talk to you about um you got to spend a little bit of time with tiger and a little bit of time with rory and Tell us a little bit about this Tiger Woods story. I mean, not very many people that are uh, in the planet get to go to a cocktail party where Tiger and Rory show up. But you had an interesting conversation about Tiger and turning 50. We did. Uh, Back in November, the PJ Tour has its tour partners meeting every year. And it's a small gathering of a few of the sponsors. And and so we went down there. I went down there this year. And uh, Jay Monahan jokingly said that, you know, we were waiting on dinner for a couple of guests. And I look over and I see Tiger and Rory walking in and, I happened to be at the front of the door, and so I instinctively shook, uh, stuck out my hand. Tiger shook it, and we had about a seven-minute conversation. that you would do that. Yeah, <laughs> I was very shy. Jay said, do you want to make an introduction? As he was saying that, I was walking towards Tiger. Uh, I didn't really need one. Uh, and he, first of all, he couldn't have been more gracious. Uh, in person, just ripped. His, his just muscles are ripped. Uh, and we had about a five or six minute conversation and he knew he, he, he saw my shirt uh, that said charity classic. Is that your event? I said, yep. Cause where St. Louis, 
He said, uh, he asked me where it was played. I said at Norwood Hills. He said 2018 at Belle Reve was the single best experience he ever had in a professional event. He said, I love playing in St. Louis. And then here's what's amazing. He said to me, what time of year is your event? I said, uh, second week of September, right after Labor Day. He goes, oh, that's wonderful. And I said, why? He goes, my allergies won't be a problem then. They're really bad in August. And I'm thinking, who thinks like that? Yeah. yeah. And so jokingly, I said, well, you know, I'll have your cart ready in three years. And he immediately said, 2.2 years. He knew exactly <laughs> when. And he goes, absolutely have my cart ready. And so I was giggling and I said, oh, I got a commitment from Tiger. About 30 minutes later during dinner, apropos nothing, in front of this crowd, in front of Rory and Jay, he said, he looked around and goes, where's my friend in St. Louis? And he pointed at me and goes, I said, have my cart ready, have my cart ready. And so at that point I stood up and I said in front of everybody's witnessing it. <laughs> I'm looking at Rory and Jay Monahan. I'm like, all right, Tiger is committing. Yeah. And if you've seen since then, this was in November, multiple times at his press conference at the Hero, at the Genesis press conference, he mentioned twice. And then at the Masters on Monday at his presser, he said, I can't wait to get in a buggy and play with Freddie. Three times he has said now, so I know he had surgery uh, to fuse his his right ankle for arthritis. I think I'm sure he is going to play a fairly regular schedule on the Champions Tour. He could still hit it. If you saw him at the Masters, he still gets ball speed up to 180. He just can't walk. So put him in a cart. He's going to want to be competitive. I don't know how much more golf he's going to play on the big tour. He might not. We might have seen the last of him. I'm not sure he could walk anymore. But I'm convinced he'll be out there, and I'm convinced he'll be playing in the Charity Classic. What would that look like here? I mean, we'd have to. You could start doing the security now. We would have more people at Norwood Hills than I mean, maybe have ever been there. I mean, it already feels like a tour event. It would feel like a major. I mean, if Tiger showed up, I I can't imagine the atmosphere. But it would be. It would feel more like. Not just a regular PGA Tour event. It all already feels like that. The build-out is bigger than most tour events. It would feel like a major. I mean, he, you know, as Roger Malpe famously said, he doesn't move the needle. He is the needle. And I think there's going to be a lot of curiosity when he comes out because uh, we we won't have seen him much in the next. I don't think we're going to see him a lot playing, you know, maybe the father-son, and that's about it. I think he's really going to gear himself up for playing the Champions Tour. And by the way, you know this. You played against him. Still the most competitive guy on the planet. When he gets out there, it's not to be a ceremonial golfer. Like, you put him in a cart, he he's going to want to step on your throat. He's going to want to win. I bet you Freddie hangs around and plays a couple more years just so that they, you know, they're famously good friends. He's friends with a lot of those guys. And the other thing is he remembers beating them all in his heyday, the Duvalls and the Leonards. Uh, he's going to want to beat them again. And so... I really think it's going to be, you know, when Arnold and Jack came out on the Champions Tour, it kind of took it to the next level. I think Tiger will do the same thing. Jay knows this better than anybody of what he did to change the purses and the elevation of what golf is to the average sports fan. What do you think he would do for a Champions Tour in terms of raising awareness, which you kind of touched upon, but also the money? The money would be a difference maker, too, if he arrives on the Champions Tour. You know, it would be the Tiger effect part, too. I mean, he did that on the big tour. I think, you know, the, the purses have increased probably tenfold now with the elevated events. It'll have the same impact. I mean, it'll, it'll, be, um, it'll be transformative. The, the more sponsors are going to want to get in. Uh, it's going to raise fees for everybody. You're going to sell more pro-ams. I mean, imagine the pro-ams, how quickly they're going to sell out, just a chance to play with Tiger, more hospitality. And those guys on the Champions Tour, it's the best mulligan in life. There's no cut, you're guaranteed check. Now imagine Tiger comes out there, and within two, three years, the purse is double. You think those guys are going to be grateful, Jay? 
Oh, I mean, they'll be lining up right now. They'll be taking, be grateful. They'll be taking better care of themselves than they ever have in their life, Nick, to try to, you know, uh, make sure that they stay upright until they're 50, 55. But that effect, watching what happened on the PGA Tour as it kind of unfolded in front of our eyes was something. But this Champions Tour... Man, that would that would light up some of the, some some of this. Uh, I really events. think the Champions Tour is the best product in professional sports when it comes to, first of all, the quality of the golf is amazing, but more importantly, they get it. Like you've been in many programs, Jay. I mean, these guys get it. They understand that the tournament success depends on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. You know, uh, the proams, entertaining sponsors, making it a good environment so that uh, companies want to come out there and support the event. And then their work is done on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. But for the the level of engagement you get from the players, the ability to sell it into the community, the ability to raise money at their price point, there's not a better product in all of professional sports than PGA Tour champions. Nick, you're a, an avid golf fan, historian, everything. Is there anything about the Champions Tour that surprised you? And I know you're a fan of the regular tour as well. Watching the power that these were you surprised at how the champion store guys hit it? You know, not really. I've been up close. I think what surprised me the most is, um, frankly, in the Pro-Am, how some of the guys who are legendary grinders, I'm thinking of VJ Singh. I'm thinking of Bernhard, who's one of the all-time greats. These guys were legendary grinders. On the on their, their days during the big tour, they, you know, they kept their blinders on. You know this. You competed against both. They kept their blinders on. They won. They were great. Uh, nobody ever said they were probably the best pro-am partner in history. I I can't tell you how many people in the last three years have come up and made a point of saying to me, I played with VJ. He couldn't have been more charming. I played with Bernhard. He was giving me playing tips the whole time. Uh, talking about other Duvall. And I, I, I played with Duvall last year. This was not the David Duvall of 1998. I mean, this guy was giving playing lessons to all my partners. He was chatting. Uh, he was asking for dinner reservations that night. <laughs> and you get to know these guys in a totally different way. They're still trying to win. And you see Podrig still competing on the big tour. Stuart Sink's coming out. He'll compete on the big tour. Bernard still makes the cut. Freddie still makes the cut at the Masters. They could still play at an elite level. The level of golf is extraordinary. Steve Stricker, guy's extraordinary. But the thing that you don't realize until you see him up close is how relaxed they are and how much they get that it's about creating a uh, a great environment for the spectators, for the sponsors, for the pro-am partners. And that's why it's the ultimate mulligan in life, Jay, because they get that part. And it's like a, a some type of switch flips when they get out there. And to have people come up to me and say, like, I, you know, I want to get paired with VJ. He was so much fun to be with. I'm sure that's not something you heard 25 years ago. No, that's shocking still today. How do you get a field, Nick? Uh, simply put, how do you get the the top players that are potentially there to come to St. Louis or for any of these Champions Tour events? How do you get the best field you possibly can? I think it starts with putting on a great event. And we're lucky that Norwood is a classic, wonderful classic course, great condition. It's a great event. They like to know that they're playing in front of a large crowd. St. Louis provided that. Um, I think they want to see a compelling vision for the, the event. They love the idea. So many of them have reached out to me. Uh, Mark Kalkovecchia and Olin Brown and all these guys, uh, they love the idea that they're coming to North St. Louis County. It's it's not, you know, it's not uh, an area of the community where normally big events have been played. It's usually at St. Louis Country Club or Belle Reve or Old Warson. And they like that the money is staying in the community and helping charities. And then and then ultimately, they, they want to have a great experience that week. 
and we really take care of the players, and we take care of the caddies, we take care of the players, uh, and they they love Jay. You saw this; they love the build out. I mean, you were in the field the first year, and again, uh, you'll be in the field this year. And coming down the back nine, when you see the whole back nine built out as a player, you want to play there. No, there's no question. And one of the things that happens for that you just mentioned. There is word of mouth from the players that that spreads like wildfire. When someone says, uh, I couldn't, like Steve Stricker couldn't make our, our, our first year because of the Ryder Cup was going on. And um, we had him on the show, and he was like, I heard nothing but great things about this. And, of course, he played last year and was in, Nearly in the mix. Won. Yeah, yeah, in the mix. The and group. so that's, that's the biggest thing. And, and the second part – like you said, is when you get to tee it up and you feel like you're playing meaningful golf and the our back nine this year is going to almost be completely built out, which doesn't even happen on regular tour events um, very often. So it, that's a big deal to the players. You know, I, I've, I've been lucky to uh, – I've gotten to know some of the players. Paul Stankowski has become a good friend uh, and others. And, and they've said – Billy Andre, Tom Lehman – they said that they really love feeling like they did on the big tour. Like they miss that. That's the one element of the Champions Tour. It's in a lot of smaller markets, and you just don't see that. And the few opportunities at the majors and the Charity Classic now, where you feel like you know you see fans. I mean, with Daly, they were seven, eight rows deep. I oh, mean, yeah. on Thursday the pro am with Daly, he had five thousand people following him. I remember having lunch with the commissioner the first year, and it was Thursday, and. I didn't know what to expect. I was like, hey, there's people showing up. I forgot that it was open to the public. I said, and Steve Spratt on our team said, yeah, we have about 5,000 people today. And and I, the commissioner said, yeah, that had to be a Friday or Saturday. Yeah. Wow. You know, at a good event. Right. And I, I thought, welcome to St. Louis. You are, though, in, at that time, the second week in September after Labor Day, you're, you're kind of the only ticket in golf, right? I mean, you're the premier event. If you're a golf fan, you're watching that event. Yeah, the commissioners put us in a great spot on the schedule. I think it's one of two weeks a year. There's no opposite field event on the PJ Tour. Uh, there's no Corn Ferry event. Uh, there is a, a DP World Tour event. But as far as golf in the United States, and so we get eight hours of live coverage on the Golf Channel and then eight hours of tape delay. And that's a huge deal. That's the third year in a row we'll have that. And so we own the Golf Channel. We own professional golf that week, which makes it even more special. All eyes are on us. It's on Norwood. It's on the Central Charity Classic. It's on our field. Fans come out. They want to be a part of it. And it looks great on TV. The Golf Channel does an amazing job. And Norwood looks great. Uh, our Ascension Blue looks great against the Green in Norwood. The fans, the sounds, the roars, Jay. I mean, I, I, I would come home after a long day at 2 in the morning watch the replay. The roars, I, I, it's, you know, and it's funny. I watched the PGA Tour event the next week, I think the Fortnite first year, and it didn't sound as loud. It didn't look as crowded. I, I mean, you wouldn't have known which one was a PGA Tour event and which one was a Champions Tour event. They certainly, Fortnite didn't have the build-out we had on the back night. I can tell you that for sure. And, um, you know, it doesn't hurt as, um, as well, Nick, that our champions are major champions and from their from their PGA Tour career. It says a lot about the golf course, and that helps a lot as well. Yeah, if you look at the history of Norwood, the winners, you had Hogan winning in 48, which is amazing. You had uh, Gene Littler and Trevino winning in 72-73 at the St. Louis Classic. Then you had David Toms and Padraig Harrington. So f of those five winners, I believe four of them are Hall of Famers. I think Littler's in the Hall of Fame. And David Toms, who is a major winner and has won twice this year, so I take credit for his resurgence on the Champions <laughs> Tour. He's leading the Schwab Cup as of now. 
And so to have five guys who are known as great ball strikers, I mean, Hogan, probably the greatest ball striker of all time, according to Jack. Jack said the two greatest ball strikers of all time, Trevino and Hogan, both won at Norwood. Yeah. And that tells you everything you need to know. And then Harrington, who is a freak of nature, guy still hits it 320, has 180-mile-per-hour ball speed. Uh, and, and David Tom's one of the great, you played against him, one of the great ball strikers on tour. I mean, the, if Norwood membership should be proud of that list of winners. They really are. And, you know, Lee Trevino, we had him on the show, Danny, and Lee Trevino talked about Norwood and how great the, you know, it, it's been updated since uh, the St. Louis Classic and how. And he made that point unsolicited. I it, mean, he said, boy, the members there should be really proud of how things have changed and the way it looks right now. Yeah, it's interesting. As Nick just said, they started with the clubhouse. Lee Trevino started with the clubhouse and and went to the golf course. And, you know, Nick, Nick one thing that I want to ask you before we let you go is, Harrington and the Ryder Cup. What do you, I, 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 like I said before, I know you're in the weeds on this stuff. What do you think would, if you're Luke Donald? You have to give him a look. You have to give him a look. Uh, first of all, the dynamics have changed with the Live Tour. You're not going to have the mainstays like Westwood and Poulter, Sergio, Martin Keimer. It's going to be a different event. It'll be interesting to see what happens with Brooks Kepka. I mean, right now he's second on the points list. Uh, it, it would be hard not to have him if he qualifies. He's got to be on. He's got to be on, I think, if he qualifies. And even if he doesn't, I think you, you might have to pick him. And I think P- P- Harrington has to be in the mix. And I know he's going to probably play some big tour events. He'll play at the British Open, Podrig. And I think he's uh, I think he's auditioning for a role, uh, not as a ceremonial role as a assistant captain, but to play on that team. It'll be interesting. You know, Liv has changed the dynamics of the Ryder Cup for sure. And the next three months, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. At the Ascension Charity Classic, as we wrap it up, give us the names that will be there. You, you mentioned some that have played in previous events, but some of the additional names that you're going to have here in 2023. Yeah, we'll have a stack field again. I suspect Steve Stricker will be back, uh, Bernard Longer, all, all the usuals. Uh, Justin Leonard played last year. He had a good event. And then we have Stuart Sink coming out. He's already committed. You know, he just played his first event, played very well at the uh, at the major, at the PGA Championship. And so we're excited about that. Noda Begay third, who who people forget, you know, he's not just Tiger's best friend. He won four times on the tour. He competed probably your time, Jay, and probably beat you a bunch of times. Ooh, so as, 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 as did everyone. <laughs> yeah, that was uncalled for. Uh, but I'm So Noda will be coming out, uh, which is very exciting. And so... We'll have a great field. You know, I remember the Monday qualifier the last two years. If you looked at the roster of the Monday qualifier, Danny, it looked like a PGA Tour event. I mean, you had multiple major winners in there. You had guys that had won on the tour multiple times. And and they qualified last year at Norwood. Jay was one of them. Now, this year, I'm happy to say Jay won't be qualifying because he's in the field. Both, both Better Jay's watch out. He's playing well. I, that's what I hear. I hear he's got his body back in shape. <laughs> Uh, you know, the, the, the early line on Jay is you, you, he might make some noise. And then we have Jay Williamson also from St. Louis in the field. So we have our two local Jays and Jay Haas, our third local Jay. So if you want to be a professional golfer in this area, better be Jay. Jay. <laughs> <laughs> How about tickets? How are those going? And then uh, the best way to get your tickets or to be a sponsor? Ticket sales are going great. They're ahead of year one and two already. Go to ascensioncharityclassic.com. Uh, pro-ams are going really quickly. We have three days, not two. And we have a few left, but if you want to play, if you want to do a bucket list thing and play inside the ropes with the best in the world, there's no better than the Champions Tour Pro-Am. Go to CentralCharityClassic.com, get a Pro-Am. I, trust me, it's worth it. Hospitality, too. We have Club 314, our VIP passes. 
Uh, it's, you know, it is, it's going to be a wonderful event. You know, the one variable is weather and the first two years we've been blessed with great weather. We're at a great spot in the schedule. You know, the weather turns here in early September, gets a little bit cooler, a little bit drier. And so we, we're going to have another fantastic event. Nick, and just lastly, though, if you haven't played in a pro-am, it is like you said, bucket list folks, bucket list, check this box because there's no other sport that you're going to get an opportunity to spend four or five hours with one of the top players in the game and hang out with them, watch them play, walk the fairways, the the entire thing. It's a great experience. And we had a bunch of pro-am partners, uh, including our charities. We give them a pro-am and spot and they they you know it's a great way to spend four or five hours with an important client with a business associate with if you're a charity with somebody you're trying to fundraise for and i i had so many people come back to me and say yeah we're going to get two programs next year because in addition to it be a lot of fun and the money going to charity it's also a good business development opportunity if you're a company if you're a professional services firm and you want to spend time with people who are important in your world Go on a golf course for five hours, play with Ernie Els or David Duvall in great weather and have a good time and see if you could close that deal. Danny, that's one of the things that I just, we keep going back and talk about golf as a societal powerhouse. This sort of thing, the, the monies that it raises, the way that, you know, Nick's referring to it, you don't have a pickup, you know, basketball game or let's have a flag football game. It it's all goes back to golf and I somehow we got so lucky to be involved now nick jay said he will pay me i will donate that back to the charity so that he and i can play together is there a chance that that could happen that is done i think jay is has been very gracious he's doing three days of pro-amps tuesday wednesday and thursday and so one of those days you'll be in there i think thursday's the official danny that's when we tried out our celebs like you so yeah right we might have to put you in the thursday program although jay's a hot ticket for that thursday pro-am i know there's he gets requ- believe it or not i know it's hard to believe he gets requested in the pro-ams a lot of, i'm lot one of, of them locals yeah well you're we'll slot you in there uh i might have to slip myself into that although i get nervous around jay i don't want to I don't want to. I don't want him to see my swing a day before teeing off. We got to go back to the very first inaugural shot. I mean, I, I can't. I it's such well, an set emotional it up too, Jay, because you're from North County and you were you're toting bags at, at Norwood when you were a kid, and now all of a sudden you get the ceremonial first shot. Right, and here's what this Not guy ceremonial does. though. He, That's right. He gets he. I am paired with Corey, the first shot. Corey Pavin and Steve Pate. And I've got my children there, and I'm playing. I never thought I'd ever but, get to. But tell them who Corey and Steve are. So Corey, Corey Pavin and Steve Pate. Corey Pavin, U.S. 1995 U.S. Uh, Open champion. Steve Pate, two-time Ryder Cup uh, player. All, all former teammates of mine at UCLA. And so we are in the first group, and I am hitting the first shot of this phenomenal event that I get to be involved in. I see shaking a little bit. Oh my shaking is not even, I'm thinking my ball's not going to stay up on the tee, you know, and I look over (laughs) at Nick and I'm like, I can't, I'm going to start crying. It wasn't a coincidence that a, you were playing with Pater and Pavin and B, you were hitting the first shot, you know, and the tour was very gracious. And I said, it would be, it would mean a lot to us to have you, you were at our press conference. You've been a brand ambassador. You've been an unofficial brand ambassador. And the only thing I remember about that whole week was going out there to watch you. And I was shaking and I couldn't look you in the eyes. I was choking up. I saw you were welling up, just the, the spirit of it. And you just piped it. And after you hit that shot, uh, my wife, Tian, was there. And I looked at it and I said, this will be a good week. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Hey, Nick, thanks for everything you do for St. Louis and the Ascension Charity Classic. And uh, we're looking forward to it. It's going to be a great summer. Thank you both. It's the breakdown. There it is. A win for the ages. That is better than most. 
Turn to glory on Beyond the Fairways. Interesting comments there, in particular from Nick's perspective on what's going to happen with Tiger Woods. You talk about moving the needle. He goes to the Champions Tour, which you can use a cart. Yep. Watch out for Eldrick Woods because oh, he's going to be on fire. It's like what did Roger Mulpey said. He doesn't move the needle. He is the needle. And Danny, I can't even imagine what Norwood would be like having oh. Tiger Woods out there. It would be insane. Any of the venues that host a Champions Tour event, and if he decides to be part of that field, it could have the feel of a PGA Tour event just because he does move the needle so much. The crowds would be huge. Think about the sponsorships. How much easier those would be to sell. Think about the involvement. It, you know, that's one of the things that is so cool about him. He has just brought so many more people into the game. He, it, it's like, um, how do you even describe what he what he does? Well, you and, saw it firsthand. Yep. It, what what he did to change a PGA tour when you were on it. it? It was crazy. I'll never forget. I said this on an earlier show, but I was I was playing in the 2006 U.S. Open at Wingfoot. I'd qualified for that. I had my daughters up there with me, and my dad had passed away on the same day that Tiger's dad had passed away. And this was the first event that Tiger was playing in 06 since his dad left. And I had talked to John Cook, who was hanging out with Tiger a little bit, and I, and I left a little note in his locker just commiserating some of the things that we'd been gone through together. And the girls and I had just finished having lunch and we walked out to the the back door and uh, this throng of people, Danny had to be 15 or 20,000. I mean, there was rows and rows and rows of people sprinting in one direction. It, it, it looked like a, like, like an avalanche of humanity. And the girl said, dad, what is going on? I said, Tiger's doing something. Right. I don't know. So I took the girls up the stairs so we could get up at top of the of the locker room and look out on the balcony there. And Tiger was going to hit balls. And all the, it was his first time. I think it was probably that Tuesday or maybe even the Monday of the of the U.S. Open. And so, uh, yeah, he just. Everybody wants to watch. The players on the Champions Tour, it's still intense once they're inside the ropes. But as a fan, you find that it's really a relaxed atmosphere. The guys are interacting with the crowd. They're signing autographs. They're talking to the fans. It's different than the PGA Tour, and I love that aspect of it. Oh, Danny, it's, it's so good for golf, too. You can walk right up to so – who Who told me? Someone said, came up to me last year and said they turned a corner and ran right into Ernie Els. That's said, so cool. And they said, I cannot believe how big he is. I said, he is a huge man, but nice guy, like – you know, you just, it, it, it's just a much more chilled, relaxed environment. I want to ask you too about what is it like to see some of these legends of the game? You know, these are guys that you're, you're friends with, but yep. still you kind of, you, you know, you just catch yourself and you're going to be playing with them. And all of a sudden it's like, man, it's, it, we're kind of back to where it was 15, 20 years ago competing with each other. It's so fun. I mean, it really is fun. And the competition is still, you know, you look across at them and you might grin and shake their hands and laugh and joke, but you still want to whip their ass. Absolutely. You know, and I know they want to whip mine. And, and so it's it's still fun. And, and I think at the end of the day, Danny, the game is still, it's just such a great game and the competition is fun. And then you shake hands and go in and have a, a, a cold one or a, a, a beer or something and and, uh, and 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 talk about it. And, you know, all of this water under the bridge, you know, when we were kids, it, it, it's, it's, it's truly amazing some of the things that you get to witness. So the PGA Tour makes a stop in Canada. We're going to have our 
uh, uh, picks of the week coming up later in the show, but we're going to talk about playing in cold weather, which is something that Jay did being located in the middle of America. We've had guests that have talked about, like an Andy North from Wisconsin, trying to play in cold weather. It can be beneficial for many, many players. That's next. This is Beyond the Fairways presented by Darty Business Solutions. Darty Business Solutions, our title sponsor, is a leader in our community in so many areas. Do they have over 2,500 teammates in over 30 states and three countries? Yes, they do. Are they the largest IT consultant firm in our area? Yes, they are. Are they the largest software developer in the region? Yes, they are. But here are a few more important things to know about Darty Business Solutions. They were the presenting sponsor of the Ascension Charity Classic. This is a community game changer. First of all, it builds diversity in the IT workforce. Hundreds of mostly African-American women are getting fifty dollars to $60,000 a year jobs right out of high school. That's right, right out of high school. Ron Darty, company founder, chaired the 2023 Heartball, which supported the local American Heart Association chapters and raised over $600,000 in one evening. These are just a few examples of the many things that Darty Business Solutions do for our community. Darty Business Solutions. Have you ever wanted tips from a PGA pro? It's the tips segment on Beyond the Fairways with PGA professional Jay Delsing and four-time Emmy Award-winning broadcaster Dan McLaughlin. Cold weather golf. I don't think anybody really enjoys playing in in cold weather, but you got to do it. Sometimes the weather is not like it is in the summer. The keys to playing in cold weather golf, what are they? Well, first of all, have the right gear. It really helps. And one of the things nowadays compared to when we were playing Danny is that you got to the point of diminishing return by putting layers on back in the day because everything was so thick you know you always want to I always wanted to have some sort of t-shirt or something in tight and then a turtleneck to kind of keep my for whatever reason if I could keep my neck warm when it was your body was warm my, my body felt warm so that was a thing but now today we've got such great gear and we've talked about this in our innovation um um segment uh, segment before where the just the fabrics you know it 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 lets you sweat it keeps the water off you but it also keeps you warm somehow and some of the wicky different wicking fabrics are are, are just fantastic but the biggest thing is to become become prepared if it's windy you got to love having some sort of windbreaker or something on to keep that chill off you and then the other thing for me Danny was always my hands i always wanted so it's either a pair of gloves a pair of winter gloves or those hand warmers that you'd use some guys use them when they hunt and they spend a lot of time outdoors you break those and keep them in your pockets i would oftentimes wear my rain gear my rain pants even when it wasn't raining if it got cold because it gave me an extra set of pockets you ever uh, swing with multiple gloves meaning that you had one on your right one on the left absolutely i remember when i played out in bandon in bandon oregon we got a, a heavy heavy rainstorm and i had a a couple of rain gloves rain gloves come in extremely handy when things get really really wet but they, they, they don't help much for the the cold weather stuff but they they really do help um, when it when it um, when it rains, how about hitting it in in cold weather? It's going to reduce the length of your of your drive. It's going to reduce the length of your iron play. So you have to take that into account too. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it's it's not unlike playing in the wind. You know, you you're going into the wind, you're going downwind. The things are uphill and they're downhill. That all those are 
conditions affect what you're going to do and how you're going to do it. So coming up, we're going to talk about gloves, and they have changed over the years. This is Beyond the Fairways. Make sure and download our, our previous guests. We have had the aforementioned Andy North. We've had Curtis Strange. We've had David Faraday uh, last week, Brad Faxon. So Lee Trevino has been on the show. We've had some great guests. Tom Watson talked yeah. about different uh, different things and, and uh, playing in the cold weather growing up in Kansas City. I mean, that, that's part of the thing, too, Danny. And Andy North said when he went to the University of Florida for his golf scholarship. He had an advantage. Absolutely had an advantage, those 50-degree days. The guys in Florida think it's cold. He's thinking, hell, I'm from Madison, right. man. This isn't cold. So coming up, we're going to talk about gloves, maybe some that you should get used to, depending maybe on your swing or the feel. This is presented by Darty Business Solutions. The world of golf is ever-evolving. It's time for equipment and innovations in golf. On Beyond the Fairways. Innovations in golf, and I know it's changed over the years, but simply put, the golf glove has really changed. It has it has changed a lot, Danny. Before, there was a Cabretta leather, leather glove that was super, super thin, and all the great players wanted to play it. All the best players wanted to so play it. So it just gave you more of a feel? Absolutely. It was a thinner leather, leather but it wore out so quickly. So FootJoy and Titleist and, and, oh gosh, going on down the line, there are many different levels and layers of leather that you can buy. Um, and, and check them out, folks, because the last thing you want to do is be, be dropping $25 every time you go out and play one round of golf, have your golf club tear on you, and, and, and have, need to go buy another one. They, they have lots of different thickness and qualities of their leather. They also have, Danny, this Technoflex product, which is typically seen on the back of the uh, of the back of your hand or around your knuckles, and and it, what it does is it helps size the, the gloves correctly for those of us that have kind of awkward size hands. So is it more of a feel then for the player? So Absolutely. some are thick, some are thin, whatever you want to do. It's interesting, Danny. When we were kids, everybody because Arnold Palmer used to putt with his glove on. So we all were putting with our glove on. Then all of a sudden, the great Jack Nicholas did what? No glove. No glove. Nobody puts with a glove on anymore. They all take the glove off, put it in their back pocket. It's all about the feel, Danny. So trying, much. Trying to think, is there anybody now on tour that that puts with a glove? I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so either. I I don't think so at all. Every once in a while, you'll see somebody. Uh, man, maybe it's just at my local club that I see yeah. that happening. It's me. That's you. Wait a second. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I need know, to take the glove off to get help now. But I will tell you this. If you told me, hey, Jay, you're going to make a hell of a lot more putts wearing your glove, oh, oh yeah, I'd pop it right on. So you're doing something with feel. It's Absolutely. all about comfort. I'd get, I'd get right over that, that, weird, that different feel if somebody told me I was going to make more putts and put it right on. Tips, that's it. The glove, we've talked about playing in cold weather. So what's coming up next? The PGA Tour Stop makes a visit to the RBC Canadian Open in Toronto. Picks of the Week is coming up next. Darty Business Solutions, our title sponsor, is a leader in our community in so many areas. Do they have over 2,500 teammates in over 30 states and three countries? Yes, they do. Are they the largest IT consultant firm in our area? Yes, they are. Are they the largest software developer in the region? Yes, they are. But here are a few more important things to know about Darty Business Solutions. They were the presenting sponsor of the Ascension Charity Classic. This is a community game changer. 
first of all, it builds diversity in the IT workforce. Hundreds of mostly African-American women are getting fifty dollars to $60,000 a year jobs right out of high school. That's right, right out of high school. Ron Darty, company founder, shared the 2023 Heartball, which supported the local American Heart Association chapters and raised over $600,000 in one evening. These are just a few examples of the many things that Darty Business Solutions do for our community. Darty Business Solutions. Where do we find the best golfers in the world this week? It's time for the picks segment on Beyond the Fairways. RBC Canadian Open in Toronto, Oakdale Golf and Country Club. It is the first time that that particular club has ever hosted any type of pro event, which really makes it interesting. I mean, obviously you have your practice rounds, but a lot of times, you know, guys go back to a stop that you have every year, every other year, whatever it is, and you're comfortable with it. This could be interesting this week. Oh, I think it will be. I am not familiar with Oakdale. I am familiar with Glen Abbey and some of the other uh, venues that they played a lot of, and I loved playing in Canada. I will tell you this. Why did you love playing in Canada, by Uh, the way? First of all, the golf fan. I mean, they were golf starved up there, Danny. They were waiting for us to come. They really, you know, when you go someplace and they really appreciate, you know, the fact that you're there, they appreciate that you've traveled up, up there. Um, I I love that. Also, I just, um, I, I, I like the venues. I, I really like Glen Abbey. I had a chance to win at Glen Abbey more than a couple of times. I should have won at Glen Abbey. I made a triple bogey twice on the on the 11th yeah, on, on hole on Sunday. Yeah, this stings. And still wound up finishing in the top five. So I had a lot of chances to win there. And, um, and there, there's some great memories. All right. So I'm going to go out on a limb again. And this is my pick of the week. But I'm going with McElroy. It was a really tough final round for him at the Memorial. He's pulling shots. Then he was trying to overcompensate. He's leaving it out right. But I think when you look at a player like that, bouncing back after a tough, tough fi- uh, finishing uh, round, I- I'm just going to go with Rory McIlroy. I like his chances. Oh, yeah. I, I, anytime Rory plays, I like his chances. He had a really tough close and shot 75 or 76, I think, on Sunday, and, and I was really hoping he'd get that done. I am going to go with... Sam Burns. I've just got a feeling Sam Burns is is uh, he's obviously a good player, one quite often, and uh, I like him this week. I got to go with a guy from Canada. So there's multiple players you could look at. It's amazing now. The PGA Tour is starting to get more and more players from Canada, but I'll go with Corey Connors, Canadian native, and that's my pick as a dark horse. I don't know if he's really a dark horse, but. There'll be some Canadians that are up on that list because they are fired up to play in that event. I I love it. I look for Taylor Pendrith to have a good event. He's a kid I played with about three years ago when I was up in Oakville. Uh, trying to qualify for the for the Canadian Open, and uh, I like him. I'm I'm going to pick Terrell Hatton. I think Terrell Hatton's going to win this event. Uh, he's been playing a lot of good golf. You've had him as one of your picks that he finished in the top five for not long ago. He's 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 in really good form right now. Hey, this has been fun as always, and our thanks to Nick Ragone. This is great. I love it, Danny. Can't wait to do it again. This is Beyond the Fairways. We drop it every week on Wednesday. Make sure you download our previous guests, and there's some great information uh, with all the guests that we have had. This is presented by Darty Business Solutions.